Welcome to the Modernizer Die Podcast, CFML News Edition, where we keep you up to date with everything going on in the Cold Fusion community. We'll share the latest news on events, releases to engines, frameworks, libraries, and tools, as well as spotlighting quality content from the community. Welcome to the Modernizer Die Podcast, CFML News Edition. It is January 31st, 2023, episode 182. I'm Gavin Pickin, software developer for Auto Solutions, and I'm joined by Daniel Garcia, another senior developer for Auto Solutions. Welcome, Daniel. Hello. Thanks for having me. Yeah, no problem. Uh, end of January radio. It's just like 2023 just started, and we're already through one month. Man, it's going fast. I know, right? I was just thinking that. It's like, wasn't it just New Year's like a month ago? <laughs> a month ago. It felt like a day ago. But anyways, so let's get started here, Daniel. Okay, so as always, we want to thank our sponsors, Order Solutions, the makers of Coldbox, Commandbox, Forgebox, Testbox, and all your favorite boxes out there. Yep, so there's a few ways. Cabin. Yep, there's a few ways they can say thanks back to Order Solutions. Uh, we always want you guys to like and subscribe to our videos on YouTube, and of course, uh, help Order's reach for the stars. We want you to help star and fork our repos, but not just Order's, but all the Cold Fusion development tools out there that you're using. So if you use the command box GitHub repo that we'll be posting in the, the links, uh, you'll see that there's a little tool that can look at your box.json file in your, in your project, and it will go and basically start all those repos. So it doesn't matter who's made it, if it's Matthew Clemente or us or anybody else, it'll go start their repo. You know, it's nice to have those CFML repos get a few more stars show up on the, the language list there. But also uh, subscribe to your podcast on your podcast app and then leave us a review. It's great if you guys can leave us a review, five stars or better. Um, but yeah, nice little description too if you watch and listen to us often. Of course, we have CFCast, so we got content coming out all the time. Uh, we have free and paid accounts, so lots of great stuff there. We also have the Box Life store, so if you want to check out some cool orders, Box Life merch. And we got those books as well. So we got the 102 Cold Box quick, quick Tips and Tricks. Um, and then we also have the Learn Modern CFML in 100 Minutes. So we have a free online version, and you can buy a printed version as well. So lots of cool ways to say thanks back to Order Solutions for doing the podcast and all the other things that we do there. So what's up Absolutely. next? Absolutely. I've actually bought some merch from the Box Live store. Got some really cool uh, Ortis t-shirts. Um, I'm not wearing it today, but that's where I got the really cool Ga Coach Gavin Kiwi t-shirt, which I've worn before. Yep. So it's pretty good quality. Okay, so um, also you can support us um, as a Patreon supporter. And I guess this week's word is noble. You could be all our Patreon supporters are very noble in their support of us, and we appreciate you. So the goal one is we have 42 Patreons providing 100% of the funding for our Modernizer Die podcast via our Patreon site, patreon.com slash order solutions. And our second goal, we are 37% of the way there. We want to fully fund the hosting of Forgebox. If you didn't know, Forgebox is our community um, package management storage site. There's tons of modules you can use for Whatever you're doing, whether you're using Coldbox or not, um, there's lots of solutions out there. Go get it and check them out. Yep. Very cool. Okay. So news and announcements. Let's get into that. And so first up, we have a new feature that Brad has been working on. So in the, the bleeding edge of command box, we have the new sync settings feature. So this is a new feature that's been um, just born, but it's sync your config settings to your Forgebox account. So you can do things like config sync push, config sync pull, config sync diff, um, and 
basically the ticket was created and looking away to sort of do like VS code sitting sync um, and basically ties to your Forgebox account. And the cool thing is, you know, it'll hopefully give you an, get you the reason to go get a Forgebox account if you haven't already got one. And then it allows you to sort of stay logged in and sync your settings between devices and, and stuff like that. So it's, it's pretty cool. Um, and I think we're sharing the link there for the ticket. Uh, it is manual right now, but they're looking at doing uh, automation in the future. So it's automatically syncs. So pretty neat. Yeah, very cool feature. I've been asked about that a while ago, and Brad's like, oh, what an idea that we've already been thinking about. So <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Um, so um, speaking of cool new things, um, the Ordis Community Forum now has chat. So in addition to all the slacks you can do with us, the Community Forum has chat as well. Uh, it recently got an update that includes a chat feature, the notifications you can turn on, you can see when people message you. Um, the forum has been pretty active lately, so it's great to see a lot of good content. And one of the great features is all that content is archived. You can go back, you post a year ago, you can go back and search that content and see what's going on with it. Um, I know the Slack doesn't have that kind of retention. Is that a 90-day retention, Gavin? Yeah, it's a paid option, too, if you want to get more. And there's all these other different ways, but a forum, a bit of Google SEO and all that. So, yeah, that's definitely a big win for retention. Yeah, and then I found out yesterday you can also install a desktop version of the community Slack. Yeah, that was Sorry. pretty cool. I didn't know that yeah. um, they had that. Um, you can tie into desktop notifications, but also if you right-click on the item, it'll give you some items like jump straight to the form or create a new task or a new topic. So it's got a couple of little shortcuts, you know, one of those installed Chrome apps. Pretty interesting. Yeah. But yeah, so yeah, it's definitely cool. If you guys haven't been on the community in a while, jump back on there if you haven't signed up go jump in it's a lot of cool stuff a lot of people asking good questions and you know it's great to see the community answering them all not just autist people too you know it's it's good when we get a you know that sort of community break so yeah so very cool and then yeah. in case you missed it uh, we had an update last week about new java releases for java 8 11 17 and 19 as of january 17th so we do have the blog post from charlie about that and then uh in case you missed it, and a clarification on last week's when we talked about um, beware the latest Oracle JDK installers will remove older JDK installs of that version. And so um, we said that, you know, well, Brad said that this behavior was not new, but um, Charlie corrected us. Uh, he sent us more information. <laughs> and that's great because I said, obviously, Charlie wrote the article. He knows all about it. And we tried to give you guys a summary and, you know, feed you a link so you can go find out more. But um, basically, the change was documented in the most recent release for Oracle JVM, um, and he has put an update in there explaining that. But um, basically, misunderstanding the difference between JREs and JDKs, and you know the JREs used to do that, but not the JDKs or something, um, and so it's. That's where it's a little confusing, basically. So the JDK installer will not affect those that are leveraging, you know, command box, obviously, and those are using AdoptDM or um, people that are using the extracted JDK from downloads or whatever. It's only the installer for Windows, Mac OS, Linux, you know, they, that does that just for Oracle too. So again, if you're using AdoptDM like Brad or whatever, or, you know, built into the other things that doesn't apply to you, but yeah. So uh, just be aware if you're using the JDK from one of those installers, uh, it will remove your previous versions too. So um, yeah, so just a little clarification there. And again, Charlie's blog post has all the information, including a couple of updates. So go check that out. Uh, thanks, Charlie, for keeping us on point there. We appreciate it. We really do. 
Absolutely. Another, in case you missed it, there's a CB Wire poll about a CFCast series. So if you don't know what CB Wire is, you know, you really got to check it out. It's a uh, code box implementation of Livewire that Grant Copley has been working on. Um, it's really cool. In fact, they had a webinar on it. Uh, was it last week? week uh, before? A couple of weeks ago now. A couple of weeks ago where he actually did some live coding and showed you how to set it up soup to nuts on just getting something working. And um, basically, he's in the grants in the planning stages of developing an ongoing video series for CB Wire on CFCast. And he's got some ideas, but wants to see what the community thinks, what they like to see. Um, so all series would feature five to seven minute bite-sized videos posted regularly um, until the series is finished. And we want to get your input on what you think you would like to see. Otherwise, Grant's going to do what he wants to see, which is probably going to be pretty cool to begin with, to be honest. But um, yep. you might have uh, some cooler ideas, too. Please yep. let them know. For sure. Okay, next up, we have new releases and updates. And in that, we just have a, a little reminder, right, of something we announced last week. Oh, yeah. In case you missed it, CB Security Version 3. Now, this module enhanced your Codebox apps by providing out-of-the-box security. And it's now with the cool Security Visualizer 2, it says with a question mark. Oh, Gavin just changed it. It's now with the cool Security Visualizer 2, exclamation mark. Thanks, Gavin. <laughs> I take all my stage direction for whatever Gavin types. Um, yeah, they have a change log. It's packed with tons of features. And yep. uh, go check out the Forgebox link. Yep. Very cool. There are lots of cool stuff going on there. Obviously, we're working on a lot of projects and these features and implementations that we're adding in there. Um, CP security is really cool. Uh, I think Luis needs to do a webinar here pretty soon. Maybe we can convince him to do the next one on CP security. Yep. I know. If I want to understand too, CB Security 3, you can use with a current cold box 6.8. Um, although I think there's some stuff that if you want to start kicking the tires on 7, it is in release canon, I believe. You get some other stuff you can do too. But um, so wherever you're on the cold box world, just check it out and see. Yep. Okay. Next up, we have webinars, meetups, and workshops. And just a reminder, we do have that Google Calendar. Uh, link out there so if you guys want to just add that to your google calendar we try and keep it up to date um we have a you know as we said orders fridays are back on full effect in 2023 and so we had the orders webinar on the 20th um so yeah the cb wire coding session uh let's build an app with cb wire grant and that is uh, up on cfcast and then we got a couple more things this week you have the office hours right i do so join us first friday of the month uh February 3rd at 11 a.m. Chicago time. Um, we've got Grant Copley, Michael Bourne, and myself hosting the Ortis Office Hours. Uh, but you never know who else is going to pop in there. Dan Card pops in there. Grant or Gavin, you might be popping in there too. Yep. Um, we've had some fun with some people coming in there. And it's just pretty much an open forum. Come in, ask your questions. We'll talk about it. Sometimes we're solving a problem. Sometimes we're just talking about whichever. Um, but yeah, it's definitely fun. And then... Following that, the next week, we're back in February for the Software Craftsmanship Book Club. Um, that's February 10th. That's 2 p.m. Chicago time. Now, that is a Patreon exclusive. Office hours open to anybody. Just go register. Um, but this one is uh, an exclusive. And, Gavin, you want to talk about that where I get the office hours link to post? Yep. Um, the 
just basically going through clean code. Uh, Adam's been doing that with his company, but uh, he was there last time talking about all the naming conventions and everything. But this time we're going to jump into chapters three and maybe four if we get through it in time. So, um, but yeah, it's just a, a nice little book club conversation. We sort of talk through some of the major points and have a discussion on what we do and what's different than the Java stuff that the book is based on. But a lot of cool ideas and a great conversation. So go check the previous versions out on um, CFCast. And again, if you're a Patreon, um, join us next Friday for that. It'll be uh, great to have you. And, you know, it's, it's a small little group, um, but it's, it's a lot of fun. And learning a lot, you know, software craftsmanship is a journey, not a destination. So just learn as we go. So pretty neat. Very true. Next up, we're talking about CFCast. So remember, CFCast.com, um, free and paid accounts. And we got quite a lot of content we're about to release a whole bunch more but tell us about the most recent releases while they wait for all that great stuff okay well most recently we've got the ordis webinar the january ordis webinar with cbwire live coding session with grant um i attended this session and it was i kind of knew a little bit about cbwire just from general hearing about it but to actually see grant go through and use it i was pretty impressed he did quite a lot within that hour's time and certainly much more than i could do and it, I'm going to check out CB wire. It is really cool. Um, yep. yeah, very cool. And then we are obviously, we're going to talk a little bit in the blog section about, um, something Ben Nadell's looking at Hotwire, which is a similar technology. Um, but yeah. Yeah. And then all, all of the end of the box, 2022 videos have released to subscribers. So 30 plus. So if you're a subscriber and CF cast, you no longer had to be an attendee to get it. Now everyone can get it. Go check out all these great sessions. Um, there are about 10 or so that are free to everybody, but if you want all of them from last fall, go check those out as well. Yep. Uh, following up on that, the 2023 Forgebox Model of the Week series, the first video was up, as well as the VS Code Hint Tip and Trick of the Week series, that first video up as well. Yep. And so, remember, we also have all of 2022s in a, in a list, so you can go through like 48 or however many we did. There was a plenty of them there. So lots of good videos from the last year too. So if you're looking for some new modules or are you looking for some VS Code extensions, just spring through those videos. It's pretty cool. Hey, when did you do Clippy, Gavin? I'm going to go find that video. Uh, I think it was a, a few weeks back now, probably about a month or two ago. Um, I think we had Brad on there. We are talking about Microsoft ClipArt. Um, so, but yeah. Um, so that's kind of cool. Like I so said, we're, we want to keep an archive of that. It's really neat. Well, if you install a new machine, you just go through our YouTube series and, uh, or CFCast series and watch all those videos. And as we mentioned, we are working on a bunch of stuff that's going to be coming out really soon. Brad has recorded like 27 command box videos. So we just need to get him to get the videos in the right place and then get that added. So, uh, if we can get that done, hopefully this week, you guys will start seeing those fly out. And then we got more of those Forgebox and VS Code snippets from the podcast, uh, Grant's working on that CBWire series. Uh, Eric's working on a Cobox Alexa series. You're working on a Content Box series, and I'm working on a Boxifying Third Party Library series. So lots of things in the motion. Uh, but yeah, those Command Box videos should be flying out pretty soon here. So cool, cool, cool. Lots of great stuff coming to CFCast. And let us know if you're looking for something in particular too. You know. Yep. Oh, I did see the. Brad's command box videos. I saw kind of like a preview list of all the stuff he's going to be coming out with. And let me tell you, this is a series I've been waiting for. I mean, I've been waiting for everybody's, but for command box, I'm like, Ooh, I want to learn that. 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 And so he's got a lot of great content he's got in there. Um, yep. Yeah, for sure. There's like 
all the new features he's basically going over bit by bit, and there's so many cool features. Okay, conferences and training. So what do we got up first? Okay, so in case you missed it, the CF Summit Online. So this is all the um, all the sessions that from the last year's uh, Coldfield Summit in Las Vegas in October. Um, they're trying to have all the presenters go and present online so they can record them and make them available. I know I did mine a couple of weeks ago. Um, Gavin, I think you're into yours someday. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure. <laughs> I put it's the peer a, pressure on you, but. Yeah, yeah, pretty hectic. But yeah, almost all of them are there already uh, up on the on the website. They're up on YouTube as well. And uh, it looks like the last one was, <laughs> the funny thing is, we're talking about blockchain and NFTs. And I haven't heard about NFTs for like eight months. So what happened there? So <laughs> anyways, but. Um, uh, so, yeah, I'm sorry. Squirrel. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, the blockchain technology, the NFTs, that was last week. Um, we'll go ahead and post the the video for that. And then the link for all of the uh, CF yep. Summit Alliance. Yep, for sure. And then uh, last week, we also had the Vue.js Nation conference. That was January 25th and 26th. And the full videos are already online. And uh, I've been watching that on and off over the week. Uh, very cool stuff. A lot of uh, good stuff in there. Um, it was cool to see a lot of Nux stuff, which is a great framework for Vue. Um, the, they had Luke Debold over there from Quasar, which I love, uh, talking about components and, and everything there. It was pretty neat. And just seeing a lot of the cool you know, options on testing and, and everything. It was run by Vue School for free, so all those videos are available and free. And uh, it's, it's kind of fun. So go Watch check that out. Watch all the videos. Well, there's two big YouTube videos, essentially, that are like eight hours long. And you just skip through the breaks. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, I just had them on in the background. I was working the last few days last week and over the weekend. And, you know, and I'll go back and watch the, the parts I want to, like, follow deeply later on. But it's nice. uh, good, to, good to hear. And, like I said, a lot of interesting stuff going on. But if you want more Vue stuff, February 9th and 10th, they're having Vue.js Amsterdam, and we'll send the links there. Um, it's got a pretty good lineup there as well. And they say it's going to be the world's most special and largest Vue conference. And I think the Vue.js Nation last week was actually the largest online Vue conference so far. And uh, they have their own Nux conference as well later in the year. There's a lot of cool stuff going on. And there's even more Vue stuff coming, right, Dan? Yeah, following in May 12th and 15th is Vue.js Live. Now, this is online and in London. You can code, create, communicate. 35 speakers, 10 workshops, 10,000 joining online globally. Holy cow. Um, and then 300 people meeting in London. So yep. we'll get the link for that. 10,000 online. I wonder what they use for their uh, delivery platform. Yeah, I'm not sure. I mean, the, the server tool um, they had last week was Tito or something. And I think that was... Um, it's basically just pumping through YouTube Live, I think. That's sort of the safest way to go oh, these days. Yeah, probably. <laughs> um, but yeah, especially if it's free. If it's paid, though, it makes it a little more complicated, you know, like we've dealt with doing it online with ITB. Um, yeah, makes things a little more complicated for sure. But we also have uh, Dex DevNexus coming up. So in April um, 4th through 6th, 2023, um, that's going to be at Georgia World Conference uh, Congress Center. Um, so devnexus.com. There's no speakers that have been approved this year, but Charlie Earhart was speaking. So congrats, Charlie. Um, hey, Charlie. So it'll be good to see him speaking there. And then uh, usually we have the Fusion Reactor team. Sometimes Adobe is there. I wonder if they'll be there with uh, 2023 coming out soon. They might be there to make some noise. Um, but yeah, so we'll, we'll have some people from orders going and attending and learning all sorts of cool stuff. So we'll go for, uh, go from there. But uh, in May, though, we got into the box. 
into the box 2023 10th edition may 17th through 19th 2023 so again this will be held in the woodlands texas we're going to continue the tradition of training and offering a pre-conference hands-on training day on the 17th and our live mariachi band party um however we're going back to the spring schedule and the beautiful weather in the woodlands also this will be our 10th year anniversary doing um into the box i know i was at i don't think i was at the first one i was at one of the first few when it was in uh, minnesota oh you were it was really cool then yeah it was like a one-day session pre-con before yeah. the uh dev objective or safe objective yep was... and so it was cool then and now it's even cooler yeah um, i actually found the video for one of the promo videos for the 2014 into the box it was, it was pretty funny <laughs> so we should actually do like a youtube video putting all the videos together so uh anyone watching we should remind luis and the marketing guys to compile all those videos from all the intros and put them together it's pretty neat just to to watch they're you know nice you and short but uh it's kind of funny to try and tell a story <laughs> so you can watch how luis and brad age year over year <laughs> yeah but luckily we don't use them for practice <laughs> Um, there's still time though. If you want to speak into the box, the call for presentations closes tomorrow, I believe. Yeah. I think tonight at midnight or something. So throw something in there, uh, get on the list and, uh, we'll be getting the, the session selection out as soon as we can in the workshop session too. So yeah, let's say midnight Gavin's time at the earliest, just in case. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so jump on that and there are tickets available already. We've already, already had people uh, taking advantage of the early bird or the blind early bird ticket. So uh, great to see that. And uh, like David said, he's going to be there. He's one of the, the first ticket purchases. So great to have our super fans uh, already there. Uh, be pretty cool. And then uh, yeah. CF camp is back this year. So June 22nd and 23rd, their call for speakers is open right now too. So I'll copy that link in there from the chat. So write up some proposals and send them to both of them. Um, guys should uh, definitely check that out. And cfcamp.org is where you can go find out more information there. I got it. And if you want, there's a lot more conferences available out there. We're just picking a few that are uh, relevant to us. And again, if there's any conferences you think we should be putting in this list, let us know. But um, comps.tech is a great place to look for conferences. And there's actually a GitHub repo with all these developer conferences. And then they even list when call for speakers are open and you know some other details about it. So if you're a speaker, that list is even better because it has information about, you know, sending out proposals and everything so pretty cool wow lots of conference stuff. what's going on yeah i'm just realizing it's i know and i think uh, adobe's already got a date for um their one or maybe it's just an old date that someone left on there but october is yeah. what it looks like it's going to be so we'll see as long as, as long as it's not in may <laughs> yeah for sure or june or july let's not put or it in summer time Yep. Or, or end of July, August. I got that conference in That's Wisconsin right. this year. So, Okay. Blogs, tweets, and videos of the week. Let's start off with Ben Adele. Okay. So he posted this today. Um, ben is playing around with Hotwire and Lucy. So he's got a simple slideshow using Hotwire and Lucy. Because um, now that he's got his playground set up, he can start exploring the features of the Hotwire framework. And one thing he likes a lot is the ability to update a portion of the page using a full page render. Uh, it works by scoping the DOM and changes to given the TurboFrame element. Um, he actually has an example on his site. So you go to the, I'll paste the link here, and you can kind of see what he's playing with. Now, Gavin, this is something that I don't know that much about. Can you? I think you were looking more into it, right? Yeah, I mean, it's it's 
kind of interesting because you know obviously CB wire is based on Livewire implementation. Um, so Livewire was built for Laravel in PHP, but LiveView is actually Phoenix's version of that, and that's made for the Elixir language. So Livewire did a whole bunch of work to learn about you know sort of got some ideas off LiveView, created Livewire for Laravel, and then Hotwire is Ruby on Rails version, you know, obviously in Ruby, and they built that just after Livewire was, you know, created and started, but it is, they're all a little different. And then, um, like I said, CBWire is basically built right on top of the Livewire implementation, so we're using the same, uh, you know, libraries underneath. And then HTMX is another one out there, which has uh, grown over time. And even a few Cold Fusion developers have mentioned it. I know that Gregory Alexander was talking about it with his blog, um, Galaxy blog. And then I think even Mark Takata was talking about how that's really cool and they should look at it. And so there's a lot of places. It's funny that we've gone through this sort of cycle where everything was server side and everything went client side. And then they started like server side rendering stuff. And now they're doing this whole live view type, just updating the pieces you need. And then um, the JavaScript state of the union just came out and they started talking about all these other crazy things so sort of htmx and svelte and then things like aurora and um this whole bunch of other weird things like quick yeah another quick framework is out there <laughs> all these other crazy things which are going back to more server side um rendering versions of it and quick updates and crazy stuff so um yeah it's kind of cool to see um you know being playing with hotwire but uh it's it's interesting for sure because like the way uh, he's working, you don't have to write a whole bunch of JavaScript to do this, which is kind of the, the big thing, right? You don't have to create an API, don't have to write a bunch of JavaScript. These frameworks sort of take care of it for you. And yeah, it's a cool idea. And um, But full disclosure, I'm going to play with CBWire because once I saw Grant do kind of the same thing, I was amazed at how well it worked and how easy it was just using some confusion to, to wire it up. Yeah, I mean, not having the API is just a, it's crazy. So if you're looking at like building a little interactive site and you maybe have to create a small API, like you could definitely do it with CB wire. I'm really curious to see the bigger pieces and how you'd make a bigger app with it. Like I said, I haven't used it much to see what Grant's been doing. And, you know, I'm like, man, that would be really cool for a lot of things. Um, you know, well, I have to create like a huge, uh, spar type setup. So, yeah. and if you are curious about CB wire, come to office hours this Friday and you can ask the man himself. Yeah, for sure. Uh talking about it, and we like hearing him talk about it. So, yep. And next up, we have another one from Ben. And so this one here, uh, he was talking about this, and this was interesting. So on request start and on request methods are invoked even if a template request uh, the requested template doesn't exist in Lucy. Uh, it doesn't work in in Adobe, but Lucy does it, and it's kind of interesting because you know with CFCs, you have on missing methods and stuff like that. But if the actual template doesn't exist, Lucy will even still fire the on request start and on request. You can sort of almost do on missing file, which is pretty interesting. So, you know, he talked about this and how it worked out and, you know, even pointed to the docs where it was that, uh, you know, Lucy's done it. But it was pretty interesting. They had a couple of uh, tweets about it too. Um, Brad was talking about it with Ben. But yeah, so it's kind of interesting that it'll fire off. So. Yeah, interesting. So the on missing template is the Adobe version, but yeah, the on request start and on method doesn't fire. So pretty interesting. Mm -hmm. So again, I'm like framework to probably take 
take note of some of those things and do some interesting things, but kind of cool that you can track the things that people are looking for, you know, log some of that stuff off. Or if you're, if you do a migration all of a sudden you're like, uh, maybe we should check and see if we missed something. That would be kind of cool for that too. Uh, and I was like, interesting or a bug. Hmm. Yeah. Undocumented feature. <laughs> yeah. I mean, maybe a bug, but I mean, like I said, it all depends. The fact that it doesn't fire the on missing template is interesting for Lucy, but yeah. Anyways. Yeah. It is what it is. I mean, if it's documented, at least that's something, right? Yeah, that's true. So, Okay, so coming up from a couple of days ago, another blog article from Ben setting up his Cold Fusion and Hotwire Demos Playgrounds. So we're talking about the uh, Hotwire stuff he was doing a little bit ago, and now this blog post kind of talks about what he had to do to get that all set up. Um, he thought he had it going for his cred stuff, but then he ended up having to redo some things. Um, so it just kind of talks about what he learned doing it initially and and how he had to, to get it going. Yep, so he built a little Docker file using the command box uh, image from Auto Solutions and then set up Node on top of it there so we could run it all together. So he's got his little Docker Compose here so you can get it started up. Um, yeah, basically a cold fusion server. Uh, and then, you know, talked about doing the whole HTML thing instead of the CFM. So he walks through that. So if you guys want to play with it, um, he's got all the code up there. He's got the Docker files and everything. So. It's kind of cool, but uh, yeah, I'm kind of curious what the difference is. Maybe Grant can uh, answer that at uh, the office house. Tell if he knows the differences or what what one does that the other one doesn't, maybe or something like that. It could be kind of neat there too. So, but yeah. So Adam commented earlier that Ben is using CF module tag around his uh, display code to wrap in his stuff. <laughs> sometimes the old ways still work just fine yeah i use custom tags sometimes still for some display stuff because i want to like a web component type feel for my code but i don't want to mess with you know an actual component <laughs> just throwing a you know a cf underscore uh works pretty good so in my old school legacy code but yeah um, apologize to the chat i think gavin and i are both posting some links the same because we're yeah, we're, we're out of whack today. Sorry, guys. Out of whack. Sorry. <laughs> it's okay. They're not reading it. Anyway. I was mentally prepared to co-host with Eric, and everything would have gone perfectly. Yeah, but I screwed it up. Sorry. <laughs> so we're a little more loose. <laughs> yep. So next up, we have one from uh, Brad. So this one's uh, interesting. He's talking about his in Lucy's query query support, and uh, basically, it's two hundred percent faster. Um, so he's got the other blog post in there as well. So you can kind of find out about, you know, how much is better speed, but he goes in the nitty gritty of how he talked about removing single threaded H SQL DB and started using all the cold fusion stuff. And it's pretty dang cool. Um, you know, like obviously you could use reduce and map and all this type of stuff to do the same thing, but having a SQL with group buys just way more, uh, way more efficient, way more easy to understand for people. And so that's why, you know, it's a great feature in ColdFusion if it's not slow. And so the, the blog post goes into quite a bit deep detail there. And obviously he's made all these pull requests to Lucy and they've merged everything in, and it's going to be part of Lucy six now as well. It just, um, sad that basically, uh, you know, we can't do that for Adobe. So hopefully they're learning from this blog post. So if anyone at Adobe is listening, uh, check out this blog post and make sure you do the same type of improvements to Adobe because query query needs to be fast if you're going to be using it. So, so yeah, definitely a, a cool little blog post. And if you want to get to the details, there's plenty there for you. 
Okay, what's up next? Okay, so another uh, article from Charlie. Uh, be aware that ColdFusion 2018 is end of life and end of updates is coming July 2023. So in about six months or so. Uh, yep. You're still running CF 2018. End of life is July 13th. So that's the date. The core support ends, meaning no more updates from Adobe, not even security fixes. So, um, yeah, that's... so yeah, just definitely be aware. Upgrade. As for CF 2021, it gets updates until 2025. And the current pre-release of CF 2023 is a great sign for the continued vitality of CF. Why am I reading it like this? <laughs> um, <laughs> CF 2023, it's in pre-release. It's got some great things going for it. Check that out. Um, yeah. Yeah. And it's interesting because I know they have extended support that gives you an extra year of support, but that doesn't mean fixes. So even if you get that extra year to 2024, um, yeah, they won't release security fixes or hot fixes or anything else as support, not updates. So just be aware of that too. So I know a lot of people get the extended support, but I'm not sure what that would help you with if there's actually a, a major issue. So definitely start thinking about your upgrade process. Um, you know, you don't want to be left stuck in something and then something bad happens. There's all those updates and security problems flying around right now. Everything's getting hacked. I mean, do you hear about the Uber one too on top of the last pass and everything else? I think the, oh, Uber, yeah. the Uber one was because someone left some credentials hard coded into the PowerShell scripts or something. So yeah. don't, uh, don't put your credentials in your code anywhere. Yeah. And as always, if you need help with upgrading to the questions about the newer Cofusion, um, Adobe Cofusions, Go ping Mark Takata. That's what he's there for. He is our evangelist. You can find him hanging out, um, pestering Adam, and just chilling in the CFML Slack. He does other things too, but go ping him. He would love to hear from you, Mark Takata. Yep, for sure. And then David said, when was the last time they provided a fix update for 2018 anyway? I think some of the security things they have to, David. I mean, I know that even after they were supposed to stop 2016, they still backported a couple like big security fixes. So they may yeah. throw you a bone now and then, but not much. That's for sure. You know, because it's harder to keep in sync and update all these different versions. But, and again, if you are updating and need help, Charlie's great at that. Uh, there's a lot of other companies out there that, you know, can help with that process too. You know, we help customers all the time migrate from different versions, but depending on what you need, um, a lot of great support out there in the Cold Fusion community. We might not be huge, but we're mighty. Rawr. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Time <clears throat> to look for a job, Daniel. We just got fired from our cheesy podcast. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so several, several positions available on getcfmljobs.com. It's listing over 48 CF positions from 29 companies across 23 locations in five countries. Uh, there are two new jobs posted this week. Uh, the first one is a full-time position, CF developer at India. Um. Yep, and then we then we have an yep. Adobe Cofusion administrator in Alhambra, in, Alhambra. in California. I'm like, I don't even know what that one is. Like, it's in never, California. I know that, but I'm like, I never heard of it. So, but Cofusion administrator there, and then uh, looks like there's um, another link to someone posted in the Slack channel. But remember, CFML Slack has a job section into the box uh, in the box Slack team as well. Uh, we have a one there as well. So. You want to tell us about yeah. this other position? Yep. So this one's actually not in the jobs channel yet, but uh, yesterday morning, Brian Polikoff, I hope I'm saying your name right, posted in the CFML general chat channel that he's looking for two to three advanced CF programmers. I'll just read what he put. 
Um, this is Brian. I don't know if he sounds like this, but pretend. Uh, morning, everyone. Can anyone tell me where to find two to three advanced Adobe Code Fusion programmers? Salaries would be in the range of 125 to 150 USD. I'm open to full-time or contract with full-time hours, preferably in the U.S., but open to other areas. Is there anyone on this list, a better list, or even a company that can provide matchmaking services? So if you are looking and that interests you, go check out the CFML General Slack chat from yesterday morning. You can see Brian posted there. You can get his link. You DM him. Um, hopefully, he'll post that into the jobs channel with more info and go check it out. Yep, for sure. Sounds Don't know anything good. more than that, but yeah, that's cool to see people posting. Yeah, interesting too. I'm wondering what type of work it is or whatever. Okay, next Forgebox module of the week. And this one, we're going to be talking about the Whois IPS lookup. Um, and that is made by Pixel 8 Interactive. And I assume it's Dominic, Dominic Watson over there. He's got his name all over the, the GitHub history. So I'm pretty sure that's him. And uh, it's a pretty cool little one. Um, basically, uh, address lookup and if you guys use who is before trying to find out who's behind a domain um etc uh that's a good way to go and so there's a, a service called iphois.io and uh you can basically leverage this and it's already got all the call box bindings for you and everything but um he did say it is um pretty lightweight so no caching and no error handling um, basically, um, it, I like this, no error handling. Your application has handled any unexpected errors from the HTTP call to the API. I'm lazy, and this utility does the bare minimum. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Now, yeah. there is a note on the free versus paid accounts. Uh, you can use the API without an API key for free, which includes, what, I think, 10,000 IP lookups per month as of this month, um, based on the source IP and refer. But there are other features not available with free tier and commercial features are not allowed. So see the website for more details, but it's free. I like free. You like free. We all like free. If it's free, how many will we take, Gavin? All of them. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if yeah. it's free, I'll take two. Actually, see, I originally thought this was like who is um, domains, but it's actually who is IP. So my bad on that one. I misread it that time. So anyway, it's a pretty cool little thing there. Um, Again, it's up on Forgebox. It was one of the newer ones, so uh, pretty cool. And again, free, 10,000 lookups per month. That's pretty good for free. So Yeah, because it's kind of a hassle if you have to do that manually all the time. Like I use Aaron.net a lot to look up IPs, and it's uh, it can get tedious. So sure. to have a nice programmatic way of taking care of some of that is, is nice. Yep, for sure. So that's our module of the week. So go check that one out. Next up, we have our VS Code hint, tip, and trick of the week. And this one I just found yesterday, and it looks pretty amazing. C or SCSS everywhere. Yeah, so this is a CSS class name completion for HTML. So whether you have class, ID completion for HTML, Svelte, Latte, Slim, Liquid, TSS, JS, Hamel. You're making some of these up, aren't you, Gavin? Hamel, Party, PHP, ERB, JavaScript, CSS, and SCSS. Uh, just declare a class your template and see it everywhere, both directions. Yep. No, it's pretty cool. I mean, there's a lot of great features in there. Autos completion for CSS class definitions that are found in your workplace. So defining your CSS files or, um, you know, basically file types listed in your supported language mode section. You can also link out to external. So if you're using a, a framework or whatever, you can actually just link to the CDN for those, which is pretty neat. So if you're using Tailwind or like even Quasar, you can link straight to their... Uh, their file there um 
the command can manually recache class definitions when you change them, uh, which is cool that it caches it. That's why it's so fast. And your user settings can override which folders and files should be considered or excluded from the caching process. So you're not, you know, looking up things from an old bootstrap that you're not using anymore or something like that. Yep. And then they also offer incremental builds. So you do not need to recache every time. Um, there's additional Slim, Hamel, Smarty, EEX, and Svelte template support. As I mentioned before, both way SCSS support. <laughs> Man, that's hard to say. SCIS support. Separate class 90 support work in progress. Automatically parse all remote sheets from HTML, Svelte, Twig, Slim, and ERB files. And then HTML, CSS, SSS, CSS, Elixir, PHP, View, Slim, Hamel, Latte, and many more. I, Gavin, are you like doing this just to mess with me? No, but I thought that's a really good idea. I should start doing that now. <laughs> start giving you all the acronyms. <laughs> like all the word salad to like, yeah. oh my gosh. And but, then slip in something that's made up just see if I'm, I catch it. Yeah. Um, the, the awesome features that I saw looking at this though, you can find usages. So if you type in a class in another file, it'll tell you which files in your project are using that class, which is pretty neat. Uh, and then obviously like the linking to external files is pretty cool and the caching works really slick. So I like that. And then Daniel just posted a link to a YouTube video. So that's Luke Diebold from Quasar showing you how to set it up, um, set up that to work with one of the Quasar things. And he shows you how to do an external CSS file, but he also shows you how to like basically copy the contents of a CSS file into a folder in your, in your app that you don't actually, you know, build, but you can still put all the styles in there so it can use them and link them. And that can be pretty neat too. Uh, yeah, really cool. Um, really helpful. And I think I'm gonna have to do it because like all the tailwind stuff, I got to remember like, Oh wait, what's that one again? Uh, I'll jump in between different frameworks. Like, you know, if you're in foundation in one project and bootstrap in another and quasar in another and tailwind in another, uh, completion sounds pretty good. So definitely go check that one out. I don't know how you keep up with like all the front end frameworks, Kevin. I don't. That's why I need completion. <laughs> <laughs> I just type margin and they'll tell me which one's the margin is for that. Anyway. Good point. <laughs> Next up, we have our Patreon. So we want to thank all of our Patreon sponsors. Yes. Yeah, so these noble individuals are personally supporting our open source initiatives to ensure the great toolings like Command Box, Forge Box, Code Box, Content Box, Test Box, and all our other boxes. They keep getting continuous development they need and funds the cloud infrastructure at our community relies on, like Forgebox, for our package management with Commandbox. So you can support us on Patreon. We got the link in the chat. Yep. Coming. Oh, we'll have the link in the chat. Um, but don't forget, we have annual memberships as well. So if you pay for the year and save 10%, it's great for business. Who doesn't like saving 10%? And then we have lots of cool perks. So bronze packages and up, get that Forgebox Pro account, the CFCAR subscription, uh, a pretty cool perk right there. But as a Patreon, you get other perks too. So all Patreons, regardless of your level, get that profile badge on the community website. And if you are new to join the community and you're, you don't have that badge, let us know and we'll go add them as a Patreon. And you also get a Patreon private forum. So on that forum, there's a special little um, section just for Patreons. So we usually try and pay a little bit more attention to that one. That's where I post all the secret stuff for Patreons in there as well. And then all Patreon supporters also have their private channel on the box team Slack. So again, we post secret stuff in there and maybe ask for opinions and stuff as we're doing things and planning things. So we'll probably uh, throw the workshop ideas in there and see if anyone has uh, other ideas for workshops for into the box too, actually, while I think of it. And then live stream access to the streams like Coding with the Kiwi and Friends and the Software Craftsmanship Book Club, which again is coming up in a couple of Fridays. And then, yeah, Autos Community 
is community.autosolutions.com. So go check that out. Join. Uh, lots of cool things going on there. But uh, we're going to thank our top Patreons. We can't thank them all because we got too many, which is a great problem to have. Absolutely. So again, these are our noble patrons, Patreons. Uh, we got John Wilson at Synaptrex. Uh, Tomorrow's Guides, Jordan Clark. Yep. And we also have Gary Knight, Mario Rodriguez, Giancarlo Gomez, David Bellinger, Dan Card, Jeffrey McGee, Dean Maunder, Nolan Irk, and Abdul Rahim. We have many, many, many more Patreons. You can see an up-to-date list of all our sponsors on the Order Solutions website, ordersolutions.com slash about hyphen us slash sponsors. Yep. Very cool. Now I can get the link posted since it's chats unfroze. But uh, we also want to give you a little homework. So my homework for you guys is to go check out the community forum this week. Like I said, they got chat on there now. There's a lot of great stuff. People are asking lots of questions, answering questions. It's a busy place. And there's a lot of great information stored in that that forum already. So go check it out and go use it. Well, this is our homework for them. I thought you were giving me homework, Gavin. I don't have bandwidth for more homework right now. No, we just want to give them a little homework task to do. All right. Well, so my homework for all of you is to see you all this Friday at 11 a.m. Chicago time at the Ordis office hours. Uh, we posted the link earlier. Go register and, yeah, come on out. Yep, for sure. And then oh, uh, oh, we have a question from Adam. Is all Ordis box-centric stuff? No. No, there's some random stuff in there, too. It's just a community forum. So, I mean, there's all sorts of stuff in there. But uh, obviously there is, you know, a channel for, you know, command box and stuff like that. And, you know, if you want to jump on the chat, you can just chat with whoever, whatever. It's just, just a chat. So, uh, yeah, yeah, it's a discourse it, yeah. chat. It's basically just a little chat that we set up, you know, on Audis is hosting it. So, you know, talk about whatever. There's a lot of stuff in there. Um, but yeah, just jump in there yep. and chat. And like I said, if you do add the chat, um, go in and change the notifications so you'll get like the little pop-ups and warnings and you'll get emailed if you you know respond to a comment or or whatever on some posts too so they work out pretty well um you know let's make that the homework everyone go to orders community go to the chat and send gavin a private message saying hello <laughs> and we'll see if we can make his computer ding yeah for sure well anyways well thanks everybody for joining us in the chat and uh, online and your earbuds um but yeah so stay warm and dry everybody and we'll catch you all next week See you later. Show notes for this episode can be found at cfmlnews.modernizeordie.io, where you can also subscribe to your favorite podcast player like Spotify or iTunes. We also have the link to YouTube to find more videos just like this. The music used in this podcast is under a royalty-free license from Sound.com and Bluetree Audio.